0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors.
1: At Aladdin's castle, whipping the crap out of Tempest, this song blaring in the background. (laughs) That brings
2: back some memories right there.
1: I know, as soon as I heard this song, I was just like, (laughs) I knew where I was when I first heard this song.
2: I think I was running my diamond back to the arcade. (laughs)
1: You had a crab back?
2: I had a, I guess I did. I was
1: a mongoose guy myself. So, I was a GT
2: guy and a diamondback guy.
1: Uh, you didn't get a flying machine factory in FMF? Everybody was like, no. oh, or a Haro? You no, didn't go I, wait for the Haro? I didn't want the Haros there
2: because everybody else had a Haro. I didn't want a Haro.
1: Yeah. They were expensive. as crap. Yeah. Wait. Oh, well, you grew up over there in that snooty part of summer. I did not what? grow up. Well, first off, first off, <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's get whoa, whoa. something. Hold what are on. Y'all
3: talking about? First Talkin off, well, first bicycles. off, wait.
1: First off, good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's the big wild outdoors. It's spring. And and this gun. is how we start. Vince Noble, Bill George is back, and we got Dino over behind the glass. Dino under glass. Yeah, yep, 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 <laughs> he's over there. <laughs> so back to our conversation, which was very enlightening.
2: I did not grow. Well, I kind of did. No, I didn't. I did a little bit. Grow up in this city part of town, yeah. But but I never had to buy the bikes because my aunt in Colorado, her and her family used to own bike shops.
1: Oh, so you got them for like birthdays, Eve,
2: yeah, that dear, kind of thing. Birthday, Christmas See? presents. See, See, I had
3: a Schwinn. Get witcher and the poor get poorer. Oh, yeah, that's how it <laughs> is.
1: <ever>. Started <laughs> off with a Schwinn. Saved my money. Worked. You know, sold parts, got parts. You know, you know when you were as a kid. That you know. make me out dude, to be the You want to you buy your cranks? I was like, dude, you want to get rid of those three piece cranks? I'll uh, I'll give you my uh, my solids and you know and you just trade hubs and everything else. And <laughs> I had a the mongoose. Mags. I had a mongoose with uh, the old Moto mags, the aluminum Ooh, Moto mags.
2: Those were great.
1: But I broke out the X Y in there. Remember the the.
2: Oh my God! Yes.
1: The Moto mags yes. that had the. They were almost like the Pontiac mags. You had to have five stars, but then you had an X in between. Right. It took me forever to break those things <laughs> out of there and then grind them down <laughs> so I had true five-spoke Motomex before they came out with the... Uh, what was what was the nylon rim that you could not waffle? What was the one that everybody wanted? All you had to do was just replace the spokes, but oh the rim gosh, would waffle. The
3: nylon rim. No. You know, it had a name to it. Freaking
1: it was like... Uh, God, what were they? <laughs> Anyway, so mine was. I ended up with the mongoose and I had the moto mags and then I had the haro bars. Yep, about the,
3: 50 years ago, you might have remembered that.
1: Did you have the pegs too? What are you
3: too? talking about? <laughs>
1: Bear trap pegs? Yep, yeah, that would eat the back of your oh calves. My God, they would tear oh. you up. Oh. <laughs> you get a pedal slip. Yes! No. Oh, dude, I got pizza. Oh my gosh, I got red rash so bad.
3: I guess, I guess that's what you have when you're doing a lot more city living.
1: Well, you know, you got to get around. I mean, I'm not going to jump on a bus. That was my no transportation. And you know what? I had, I took a a paint lid, the top of a paint lid, pulled the bolt out of my rear uh, hub, okay, because I had a freewheel hub. Of course, you've got to have a freewheel hub after a while. So I had a freewheel hub. I took the paint thing, b- I put a hole in it with two washers, put it on there, bolted it back on there. And then what I could do is, where my frame went down, I had a little tiny bungee strap, so I could put my fishing rod down into the paint oh, can lid, slick. and then put where the and then put the bungee cord on there, so I could zit because you know usually and you had you to ride that, with that it a cr- going Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you, you know when you grew up, you had to ride it with your across your crossbar, your yep. crash bar, and so it was always. Hitting paper machines and Did all these th- other things that used to be on sidewalks.
2: Did you have the spinning handlebars where you can spin the wheels? Yes, so three of course. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then uh, that way I could load it up on there. And I had an old backpack, an army backpack that I used to keep uh, a Tupperware. We didn't have the <laughs> Tupperware. I'm just Tupperware. Didn't Real ha- Tupperware didn't have the you know fancy smancy individual uh, boxes that you have today, made by Plano and all these other stuff for right. your fishing lures. You had to like dump them all in like two or three different. <laughs> Tupperware things so you can throw them <laughs> in the in the Army Navy surplus backpack, and that was your fishing machine, bro. And I it mean, worked. And uh, it
2: got you everywhere you wanted, wanted to, go. to go.
1: So it worked, and that's why I'm saying I, there was a couple of kids last year. Remember I mentioned that I'd see them going down the streets, a gang of like yeah. four or five. They had all their fishing rods and their backpacks and their and their and their tackle boxes. I was like man and those were the
2: days of freedom right there man and it's sad because you don't see it anymore you drive through neighborhoods you're well, like crickets
3: well, that's because all the ponds are uh got signs that say no fishing no trespassing no this no that yeah you we're got information no, we're, we're the no culture yeah right now i i, I, and I you're it's, right.
1: it's sad that bill is correct in that and i think that our children are suffering here when you have some really good fishable that are still there have been there since I was a kid. Fishing ponds in the middle of apartment complexes and mobile home studio of, uh, mobile home places and and places like that where you used to be able to whip up there on your mongoose, throw it over there on the side of the bushes, and go and not no and, more and catch fish all day. Cause
2: I, people that live in the apartments like you can't fish here. Well, you don't
1: own this, uh, but you can. You know, <laughs> Trust me. Remember, Dean Fraser used to have his you know seven two seven fishing on YouTube. God, that and, was hilarious. And he, he would videotape all of his confrontations with uh, people, law enforcement, everybody else who you know call the cops on somebody for fishing That's because so you're sad. not supposed to be doing it. God, you're, you're. I remember we had a little pond across
2: the street from the house. It was so perfect because we could fish. They had banana trees, so if we got hungry, we could eat. My mom had uh, the kumquat tree in the back, so we would have those.
1: We'd spend all day outside. Yeah. And if you're you brave enough and if it was hot oh. enough, you would go find that spot where the galligator wasn't hanging out yeah. and you could Swim. jump in for a while. Yeah. Uh,
2: we did that pretty quick. It was yeah. like in and out. Our, our pond actually fed into Lake Seminole.
1: Uh, well, it, So we had a lot of gators in as, the pond. As Bill will tell you, they have a tendency to move up creeks yes. and find little pots. Honey, honey. Oh, yeah. One of the ones that, of course, is now completely encompassed, but right across from Barney's Yamaha when it was a tiny little place- There was a restaurant called uh, Bill Nagy's Restaurant. That was forever ago. Uh, It was uh, over there. And then uh, next to it was All Woods. So that was on the backside of my neighborhood. But in the middle of the woods was an old sinkhole flag pond. And the reason we found out that it was a sinkhole flag pond is because one day we thought we were going to go jump in there and swim (laughs) and then go down and the sides are like vertical (laughs) and trying to get back out was causing an extreme panic. Good luck. But the thing about that pond was you could go over there, and I'm not kidding you, you could take a five-inch grape purple worm with a watermelon uh, little ribbon tail, take a number four or five hook, Put it through there like a jig, just a jig,
2: the with, the, with,
1: with the hook exposed, throw it along the edge of the bank, and just let it fall. Just let it fall. No weight, no anything. Just let the tail do the work as it was falling. And you could work it like a jig. You could let it fall 10 feet, 15 feet, Bring 20 it back feet, up. and just pop it. After about the third little bink, 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 Wham! What were
2: you pulling out of there?
1: Bass! Huge, get nasty bass. Yes! They were hanging all around the edge. There's no other place for them to hide. How, first off, how do they get in there? I don't. I, they, <laughs> they get there. <laughs> what I mean, do
3: you mean how did they get if in there?
2: If there's no other water source towards it and there's no stream or no. How do they get there? Les get,
1: McDowell swore up and down that it was because it rains fish. It they get in the eggs, get in the clouds and the fish, and then they come down with rain. That sounds like something lesser would come up. And then it was, you know, then people would tell you that it gets on birds' feet. Yeah. You know, the eggs stick on their feet and they go from one pond that, to a pond and pond and pond and pond,
2: pond. Cross cross pollination. And if everything. there's ever
1: a full a flow over, or like that one, if it's if it's actually connected to the aquifer, up under. They yeah, they just come up and up, you know, under and up. So yeah, I mean, it's not anymore. I th- I don't even know if the pond's still there. We should go look. We, you know what? It would behoove us to do that. We should go check it out. And see if yes, we can get thrown out. Look. We'll make Bill go first. Yeah, he can, we'll fi- he, he can look for the gators. Yeah, you can go in there first say, I'm out here assessing the gator population. Uh, blah, blah, give him some sort of FWC speech. And then we'll be right, you know, behind, you and we'll be right <laughs> behind you and go, yeah, we're going to have to do some test fishing in here to make sure. that Water samples. Samples. Water samples.
2: There you go. See, there's always a, a solution to every problem. Water
1: samples. You're a brainiac, dude. Yeah. Never done that one before. we we'll have to try we're,
3: We got to <laughs> catch fish and see how what the. Uh, what they're eating. The, what the uh, mercury content is in the. <laughs> we're taking them to the lab. That
2: would be Bill, Oh, that would be awesome. Bill, I'm not going to say this
0: often, but
2: man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> ding! <laughs> the light just went off.
3: As long yeah, as you yeah. got a fishing license, I say go yeah, for it. Holy shit. Or, or if you're under you 16. You just get under. some official looking emblem on a. White shirt and just going over there and fish.
1: <laughs> I don't know with all these auditors now. Oh, I need your name and badge number, sir. Br five four nine is my uh, <laughs> my badge They'll number. We'll make like a big and wild badge. There you with, go. with our own numbers on it. Could be all right, cop uh, fish police. Uh, but uh, we got to get to Bill George a little bit later on his uh, very successful gator hunt last weekend. On a day like last weekend is. Oof. I'm just going to say the word incredible, to be oh. honest with you, especially
3: blessed <laughs> when
1: you see the, the quality and quantity the and monsters. gargantuan size of the alligators that you managed to pull out of there was really uh, a miracle, feat of amazement, or you're just one heck of a gator dude. No. Seriously.
3: They, they. They had some alligators scouted out. They they put me on some good alligators. That's
1: awesome. And we'll, we'll get dive deep into it, of course. And then uh, Vince is uh, battling a little bit of back pain. Of course, he decided oh. to go join a gym,
2: <laughs>
1: which I don't, you know, I, gosh. What have you been doing, about a week now?
2: Uh, no, nah, a couple weeks, actually. Dude, I'm down 26 pounds.
1: Yeah, 26 pounds. Yeah, man. So and now uh, you now got the, the back fire. to show for
3: it. Were, were you pushing your boat around? no i wish i was that's the other
1: thing that we have to get to a little (laughs) bit later in the show we asked the question now that your boat is getting to its point where it's getting its last thrones of getting ready for summer yes your boat is does not have a name
2: it is nameless
1: it is a nameless boat so we thought you know every boat has to have a name so we went on to facebook and asked for some suggestions And we have quite a few on there. If you'd like to go and uh, add some more, we'd be more than happy to talk about it. As long as they're not, as long as they're radio friendly, we may have to find some uh, clever wording or something. But uh, if you would <laughs> like to put that up there, then go ahead. And I do want to thank a couple of uh, about six, eight people who actually e- just emailed me and said, uh, you know, this. And they sent me the email suggestions for well, you. I part. only
2: saw the one. It was your brother's. It was Bart. I saw his right, and I saw him the next day. I'm like, dude, really take you fishing every Sunday, no matter what, rain or shine.
3: Yeah, (laughs) that's a long (laughs) name. I I have some names in mind for Vince as well. Well, Now this this has to be tied to the heart and soul of Vince. Do not, you better not call my boat Winter. Uh, (laughs) You better not. No, you better not.
2: (laughs) The Dolphin (laughs) Tail.
3: Oh, man. that was on my not not winter by itself, but winter in the in, in a little parade. Then yeah, what well, you'll
1: have to do is you'll have to get a picture of like a doa shrimp or something, <laughs> and then just have the tail cut off.
3: All right, we're gonna take a break. Jeez. It is
1: it is the big and wild outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Hang on. Here we go. Welcome back. It is bigger wild outdoors. Brad, Gun, Vince, Snowbowl, Bill, George, and you know, hanging out with you this morning. It's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now is your best time because with the wind now kicking. Last night I had the windows open in the bedroom. Quiet as a church. I could I could I could hear the possums, frolicking in the backyard. I hear the little feet back there.
2: Are you sure there are possums?
1: Well, whatever they were. I don't care. We got a forty caliber next to the bed. (laughs) So getting up, getting this morning, 5 o'clock, get up, go watch something on TV for about 20 minutes, go back in the bedroom, and I can hear the wind already (laughs) kicking in. So uh, it's going to be the temperature right now is probably going to be as high as it's going to be for the rest of the day because it's going to steadily fall. As the, uh, yeah, it's going to be falling throughout the day as the front starts pushing through.
3: Fall to 60 degrees. That's (laughs) chilly,
2: man, when you're supposed to be on a boat. Are you supposed to be on a boat?
3: Yes, I am. For what? I got things to do, man. What do you got to do? I got some filming to do today.
1: He's got things to do, man. Don't you know, Bill? I
3: I hope you have some uh, wind uh, protectors on. I got a a jacket there, smart. No, on the mics. Oh, I got that, too. Uh, see, listen. Dude, think it's a crack on you well, all. Well, usually it is. Out, it the bi- <laughs> out the egg, getting defensive.
2: Because it usually is. I'm talking about on the mic. Yes, <laughs> I, got, I got the, the wind quite,
1: condoms. It can get quite combative in this room, Bill. You have to admit yeah, that. It, <laughs> it, it, you know it mean? can.
3: It can. I can see why his uh, some guard some is up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: got <laughs> <told> them hackles <laughs> up now. Now you got him all squirreled away. man. The freaky, freaky. I, mean,
2: I, I got to get some stuff done, man. I have... Uh, we are launching season four of living the water life next week that's right it's it's
1: happening again yeah. so
3: but don't you do some of the filming like well in advance no
1: sometimes uh it's a couple of days or so know yeah, I, I I know how important it was because I went by to stop in and visit and uh, go see him at work on Wednesday and just hang out for a few minutes and say hi and and we were uh, getting a tour of the facilities and looking around I had my son with me and uh cooper uh, uh, another friend of his that was there and uh, I was picking him up from school dropping him off and so we're there we're buzzing around and all of a sudden we're kind of like uh, just chit chatting about the show and all of a sudden his phone rings and he goes dude I gotta go and I was like what he goes it's Julie McQueen from Carpet TV and I was like so get out so I was like oh, <laughs> okay bye. so when the president of Carpet TV calls you you get thrown <laughs> out of the office so it's yeah, like uh, it's like uh, yeah okay bye it's Julie bye I said, is that really her? Tell her I said, hi. And he's like, oh, hey, Braden's here. He said to say hi. She's like, oh, hi. And that's all you get.
2: That's all. That's, that's it. all I
1: get. But uh, speaking of today, like years past, uh, it's the fourth annual Wild Turkey Extravaganza happening today. It's happening up in Webster at the True Heart Ranch. And true to nature, the weather's going to cooperate. <laughs>
2: yeah, like it does every <laughs> year.
1: Just like it did last year. <laughs> When a front was pushing through as we were there broadcasting live, and uh, it's okay. Everything's undercover. You know, you get in the barn and no, it's nice and you can go look around and do all your stuff. I mean, getting from the no, car that is, to there. That
3: is a beautiful place. If it's raining a little bit, I don't think it's going to rain much. I mean, it's going to, you may get a little drizzle move through here or there, but it's not going to be like a deluge all day. It's going to keep the dust down. Yeah. It'll be nice. It'll keep the dust down. That's a beautiful facility. I went there last year after the show ran all the way out there from here, went there, then went to the Squirrel event last year. Nice. And and I had one heck of a rodeo ride that day, but uh but uh
1: The Squirrel uh, event is happening later this month, so they've come, Next weekend. Yeah, they've moved it uh, away from the from the, the, the turkey extravaganza day. And uh, according to Toby, I think there's 80 teams already uh, there, signed there up. There was over
3: 80, 81 the other day.
1: Oh, well, they've yeah. Well, then it's increasing every day. But today, if you want to get out there and go and get ready and get hyped up for turkey season, okay. the fourth annual uh, Florida turkey extravaganza is happening up at the True Heart Ranch up in Webster, Florida. Uh, they have a lot of custom call makers up there. There's going to be a craftsman. Uh, Leathercraft craft guys, uh, artists, uh, authors, book guys, you know, guys that write book, how to turkey hunt, stuff like that. There is a plethora of minds and information when it comes to turkey hunting going to be up there uh, today. Today would be imagine. a good way to get it. So if you're a new guy and you want to get out there and uh, do it for the first time, do it on your own, and if you have maybe looking for a guide, if you're looking for somebody or a decent price for a place to go to, I was looking at some places yesterday, pricing out some Osceola uh, turkey hunts.
3: Oh, uh, it's it's crazy!
1: And uh, you know, they tell you you know it's a three day hunt, and all that kind of great stuff. And uh, but it's it's around a thousand dollars a day, and you know that includes some lodging and uh, you know though. food and, and things it's, like that. No, no, no,
3: no, no, no. That three thousand dollars for three days really? is not much for an Osceola hunt.
1: It's there are some places where it's I found it would be anywhere from 1500 to 1800 guaranteed for one day. Yeah, one day. So God.
3: And that that's and that's, a lot. that is reasonable. Now, that doesn't guarantee you a turkey either. No, None, no, that's a guarantee. That's a guaranteed. Is it? Or no pay.
1: Yeah, but you're also <clears throat> on a private ranch out in the middle of nowhere where there's got, uh, you know, 50 cabillion turkeys out there and you have a a very good opportunity to stumble over one if you if you yeah. get out there in the right spot at the right time, but uh, people are starting to get in the mode. They're starting to walk in and ask for turkey loads, and what do you got in a four ten or three and a half or whatever it L- is. So, L-
3: I will tell you, there is going to be a excellent opportunity for some people to hunt turkeys this year. On a place that probably's never seen a turkey hunter in forever in a day. Your uh, property? No. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Well, I know that. Uh, Don't give it away. I, I was talking with Jeremy yesterday out at the uh, G, and he was. They want to do a uh, a hunting package type thing. I I texted Bill George about it yesterday, and um, we'll have more information as we go. But what they're going to do is they have. Um, uh, they want to do a a shotgun turkey hunt combo. So mm, when you buy a certain fun. shotgun, you also get an Osceola turkey hunt along with it.
2: That's actually pretty cool.
1: Uh, I don't think anybody ever ever, ever done that. No. So, uh, and and it's actually pretty reasonably priced when you go and you look at what they're <laughs> charging you to go sit around out in the woods, you know, for a thousand dollars a day. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty crazy. But we'll have more information on that when we get closer to it. But today it's happening, the fourth annual Wild Turkey Extravaganza, True Heart Ranch, Webster, Florida. It's going to be kind of a moo mm, day. So if you got nothing to do, take the family, pack them up, take a nice little car ride, yeah. and go out there and uh, live, in, do live
3: it. in the water life. I
2: don't have time to go live the water life with turkeys tomorrow,
3: today. Are you, you going to be with Erica?
2: No, actually, I'll be with Erica
3: tomorrow. Okay. I just wondered, uh, she and I had bounced a few. Conversation. She was trying to find out some stuff from FWC. Right. was hitting the normal, nobody <laughs> calls you, nobody answers you. And I just, I Braggled wonder if she off. ever ever got a hold of them. I had reached out to some people and asked them to reach out to her. I'll, I'll talk
2: to her. I'll see her tomorrow. So I'll, yeah. I'll ask her. Yeah, she, uh, it's kind of cool because Erica's coming back. Captain Greg's. he was in town last night. I was with him last night when you called. Right. Captain Gregg's coming back for season four, and we're going to have a brand new edition. Her name is uh, Jen Ott. She's coming back. You know or she's I, coming to the show. She's new.
1: I, I, you know if you don't know who Greg is, Greg is uh, what's his? Martz, Mertz, Greg, Captain Mertz, Greg Mertz, yeah. Mertz, uh, he uh, he owns uh, uh, I can never say it right. Archipelago, Archipelago Outfitters. But I saw a post on his Facebook page the other day. I did not know that it was his dad or his grandfather who built the Double Eagle. His
2: grandfather. We had this conversation last night. We're actually going to build an episode.
1: That is so awesome. You he, know how many? You know how many hours I've sat yeah, on that me boat. Too. And, his and his
2: grandfather's name is on a plaque in the boat.
1: Really? Yes. I just would have never and, put the two and two and he's,
2: he's built like I think he said like forty six other boats that are out there.
1: But that one, that original, oh. cath- that original catamaran yeah. hull of yeah. the Double Eagle was iconic out of Clearwater that for was so his long.
3: Dino, Dino's sitting over there saying the Double Eagle. Isn't that that coin that they advertise on <laughs> the shows on Saturday?
1: <laughs> no, it was a, it's a, you know, it was a big, it's a headboat, a big charter boat that used to run yeah. out of Clearwater. You know, you had Hubbards down, uh, you know, by the pass, and then you had Clearwater, uh, and I think at the time, um, I I don't I don't know if, if Hubbard was doing twenty four hour trips, but uh, no. the Double Eagle was doing twenty four hour trips. So Since you the seventies. You'd get on there. I remember Gino and I. I think it was the last big boat that we went on together on that trip. Uh, we showed up there after a night of rebel yell and Yukon Jack, and said, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And we was like, "I don't know." And they said, "Dude, let's go fishing." And they said, and we said, "Do you want to go fishing tomorrow?" And he's like, "Yeah." And Gino says, "Let's go. Let's go out on the Double Eagle." And I was like, "Okay."
2: The Boat's been around for.
1: <clears throat> so we went and we got some stuff that we might thought we might need and we drove to the Double Eagle at 3 o'clock in the morning, slept in the parking lot, got in the line early in the morning, bought tickets that morning, still a little bit tipsy on the, uh, how do cops, what do they say, impaired side. (laughs) We got on the boat on the impaired side. Got on this boat to ride six hours to your fishing spot, watching everyone around us throwing up like, Chum in the waters. Oh, my, on the way out. And here we were out there as two drunken sailors out there with the spray in our faces laughing and having a great old time. Man, we were just, <laughs> we had an awesome time. And uh, that's where I caught, like, uh, I think I was three three pounds shy of the of the boat. Wow. 42-inch uh, red. Well, before we get rubber. out of here, another little quick
2: fact about his grandfather. His grandfather helped Alfred Whitter and old man Hubbard bill johns pass really yeah back in the day back in the day
1: need to get his butt out there now man they got that sand up there uh, problem again but so
2: we're gonna we're gonna build an episode around his grandfather i I, mean it's so cool. that's florida history right there it is and it has to do with my boy (laughs) you know come on we're doing this it was an
1: awesome boat awesome boat I don't even know if it's around anymore.
2: Oh, it's still there. I was on it. Uh, the same lap, old boat? Same old boat. I was out there with Take a Kid Fishing What <clears throat> last year. No kidding. Taking, yeah, it's still the same boat, man.
1: All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over there at Brandon Fort. Go see Brooksy today. It'd be a good day to do some car shopping. I can tell you that right now. It is the Big and Wild. We'll be right back. Well, ain't much to talk about, uh, on the uh, fast cast except take a jacket with you this morning it's going to be uh, a little blustery this morning we have a, a nice little breeze heading out there of course we have a front pushing through the temperature is going to be dropping through the day and uh, as bill george suggested let's just go ahead and call it somewhere in the 60s <laughs> because yeah, who knows if you if you get your uh, if you get a uh, a shift in the wind, it may uh, go up five degrees. I and, had such uh, well, high hopes
2: for the weather, man. It was so good all week long.
3: No. 60s in the wintertime is beautiful.
2: I agree.
1: You go back to Pennsylvania, <laughs> both of you. Pennsylvania, <laughs> I <tell> you. Pennsylvania. <laughs> I will say I uh, the other day, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday um, sitting in the living room, <clears throat> my son on his phone talking to his football buddies, and then all of a sudden... I hear this noise, and I went, "Dude, did I, did I put the dishwasher thing kick on? You know the, you know you can preset the thing and all yeah, this stuff." AC. And I'm like, "What is that noise?" B goes, was air conditioner, Dad. It kicked on." I was like, "Say what? What? It hasn't been on for like uh, three weeks. I'm enjoying that ninety dollar electric bill, man. That is awesome." And yeah. uh, now <laughs> I, went, uh, I quickly ran over and like, dee, 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 dee raised the thing up to about 85 degrees and boom, shut off. And I
2: had to turn mine on. I was laying in bed the other night. I'm like, why am I so freaking
1: hot? God, open your windows, so you big girl.
2: Man, I didn't I, I didn't want to wake up that much. I just went over and clicked <laughs> the air. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that Too much effort to get out of this bed. and go up and crack open a window. No, I just walked over, click, click, <sighs> on, and went back to bed.
1: I don't know. Uh, Gino texted me something. I don't know what that word is.
2: Only knows. What
1: I don't. Know, I don't. Know. I think his uh, spell check might have uh, done something. But your uh, something. I don't know. But uh, I remember the. Uh, I was uh, talking about that trip, and uh, during the break, we were talking about the the double eagle trip and and how much fun it was. And I, I don't care where you go. You go to Hubbard's. You go to that kind of thing. If you've never experienced, uh, you know. The day trip, you know, they go a few miles offshore, and you catch some sand perch, and you know, you may get something pretty decent every once in a while off that sand bottom. But if you ever get the the huevos to go and actually throw plunk down the money and go <laughs> yeah. on one of those 12- or 24-hour trips, you will see stuff out there, because to get 200 miles off the west coast of Florida, it takes... It takes a hot minute. It takes forever to get into that kind of deep water, but... It's amazing to see if you if you've been a inshore fisherman all your life or you have have been a lake guy who moved here from Pennsylvania or Kentucky or wherever it is you're from, to be able to get on that boat, get up front as it's moving, and see the color change in the water alone. That is so cool when it where goes from go, green to blue. Yeah, yeah, you go from brown you know brown brownish green. yellow to uh you know, green <laughs> and then you get out there and then you see I remember when we were on the boat, these people that were like, what is that? What are the, What is that? To see flying fish, you know, taking off from the front of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: that was interesting. And,
1: yeah. I mean, they take off, and to see them hit the top of a wave and get that kick off and keep going. And, uh, you know, uh, somebody will be like, oh, my gosh, what's that? And there's a giant sea turtle out there, you know, floating around that's like five, six feet long. And you get to see things when you're out there that you never. A whole other world. And I was telling you during the break that I remember, uh, you know, I had this, I never can pronounce that fish's name, the Mahora, Mahora, Mahara, Mora Mora. You're on t- You're it's on. on it's M-O-J-O-R-A or something like that. You know, we used sh- to <laughs> always just call them Elmo lips because they got that really big, weird, weird, weird bottom feeding lip thing. And, uh, you know, put a hook in it, watch it, and where you can watch your bait literally go like 100 feet, Literally, you know, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. Go down 100 feet down on the bottom of the boat, spinning, 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 and then it hits a zone where you just it can't go, see it, it anymore. <laughs> and then it still goes another 100 and something feet. And and you're just like, when is this thing going to ever hit the bottom? And then, boink, it hits the bottom, and you crank it up about four or five times, and then next thing you know, and then see, you got to crank the thing oh, up for the bottom.
3: That fish had the same sound as Dino over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know you
2: can tell you're a good shot is when
3: you can hit the flying fish with a shotgun. We that, call that oh, sequel whoa, whoa. hunting. That's not a good shot with a shotgun.
1: Sure it is. Yeah. It's not easy. That bow's going up and down. It's uh, and that fish rocking is doing side this. to side. And that <laughs> fish is going like 100 miles an hour. Is that going to be one
3: of your shows? No. You
1: should do
2: it. <laughs> no. Come on. Let's do it. Captain Jim talked about doing that for See, a show. then why don't we He's do like, it, bro? We need to do that. I'm like, come on, Jim, you know better. We...
1: Sequel hunting is one of the funnest things you'll ever get to do.
2: Oh, it's it's a blast, but I don't think it's a television show. Worthy. Why? Why
1: not? I, I mean, they'll show you stick an arrow in some creature, uh, whatever. Yeah, and... but
2: they're eating it. You can't. You can't
1: eat the flying. Yeah, it's called chumming. Exactly. Yeah. It's
3: called chumming, and then I'll you pass. run a line so, through. So it. you you think it's fun, but you just don't want to show it.
1: Exactly. Steel shot, <laughs> go with eights, eights or nines, get out there, go out there and have a great we time. We can dealing. do that. We'll
2: have fun, but no. I have my money it.
3: on the fish. You probably are right.
2: You are probably right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> if Carlos I mean, was going to do it, <laughs> I would double my money on the fish. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think Carlos can do it either. By the way,
2: Carlos, I missed it yesterday, buddy. Happy birthday.
1: It is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's his birthday. What is he now? 26? Something like that. Yeah. I was scrolling through. I was like, oh,
3: crap. I forgot.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's his birthday. I forgot. A whole uh, of happy them. birthday,
3: bro. I tried to call. He didn't answer.
2: He was it, celebrating his birthday with his fam, dude. Well, maybe. He's out hanging. He missed. A, he one missed.
1: Those, getting one of those cucchieri boards and a bottle of tequila. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good combination. Uh, but going back, if you ever get the opportunity or you're looking for something like that, uh, I would say most definitely it's... Even if you only do it once, you should you should go and do one of those. Yeah, they're fun. Very long trips, but just be prepared. Uh, you know, I mean, there are going to be sick people on board. Uh, if you're a very seasicky type individual, uh, you might want to take whatever precautionary things and you can do before you go. The, the only problem
2: I have with those boats, and and I'm just going to say what it is, is is when you go on Hubbard's boat, you're not allowed to bring your phone. They make you leave your phone in your vehicle. Well, I, I understand get it. Why they don't, don't they want people do to get the numbers, but seriously, bro, it is 2022. If I want
1: to find your numbers,
2: I'm going to find them, regardless if I have a phone or not.
1: That is that is true for the layperson. I would agree with that, and uh, I think it might be a little overboard. But you're talking about somebody's livelihood. I, I understand that, but how? If I want
2: to take pictures or video. I can't do that. I do well, that with my maybe phone. Well, you all could time. take a
3: video camera and not your phone.
2: But the problem is I don't have a I have my GoPro. Okay. But if I'm out there I'm going to be promoting while I'm out there so I need to be able to connect. You That's can't for connect me personally. Connect from out
3: there anyways. You can
2: to a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> if it was
1: someone like I hate to say this but if it was somebody like you who's going to go out and do some filming and things right, like that I, I, I'm sure that your phone would be allowed to be there but For uh, somebody who's being nefarious, you you talk to any of those guys. I don't care if it's Dylan or if it's uh, the owner of the Double Eagle. You will see that they will follow those boats when they leave. And especially if it's an inshore trip, if it's someplace where they're three to five miles out there, they're going to follow that boat and they'll keep an eye on it. And then uh, if it's parked there for more than... You know, five or ten minutes, uh, you know, all of a sudden they just kind of walk and wander over there after you leave and you know, no, they take don't your even have
3: to do that. The radar now, you yeah. scroll your little cursor over there, you put it on the boat. and you, you spot lock spot. it. That yep. is true. That is true. That's that, that spots marked. It, it is
2: true. I'd be more worried about those guys because half of the guys that are on your boat really don't have a boat.
1: That a lot of that, a lot of the people that take those trips, they do not have boats. Right. So and and so you you go there the the night that I think that we went there. I remember when we got off the boat, there was a guy who was there that had a little like Ford Ranger or a little Mazda truck. And he had a little refrigerated uh, slide in like camper looking thing in the back of it. And he had a scale there hanging off the back of it. And he would purchase your fish right there off the boat. Smart man. He would sit there and all these old guys who were the the hardcore dudes who showed up with the electric reels and a battery (laughs) and, you know, everything on their big cart and, you know, a bubbler with all their own pinfish and all this other stuff. They'd bring their own bait. I mean, the hardcore guys, these retirees, I figured out what they were doing. We're watching these guys. They would go fish for the day, go sell their fish to the guy if they made uh, more than they needed of course then they would take that money immediately walk back over and book it for the next day
2: that's actually pretty smart
1: <laughs> so they were using the fish they were catching to pay for their fish for the next day and and if they had anything left over it was a uh, good it was a good day of fishing that's a good racket right there it was a great racket <laughs> i was like, <laughs> like that's awesome these retirees and of course but the problem is is they would book all the best spots on the boat oh, of course and uh, set up their electric reels along the back, you know, and everything else, and just sit there and take it off. Put, hook it back up. It back so, so his electric
2: reel is that? Is that cheating in you guys' eyes? Cheating
1: for that guy, uh, for those old guys? No, what's, no I, don't, what's I don't think cheating? It was
2: cheating. I don't. I wouldn't call it maybe cheating, maybe fluffing the game. I don't know.
1: I, I look at it this way: Are you not trying to get the fish to the boat as quickest way as possible? True. That is true. Have you ever tried to reel a fish up from 300 feet away? I while? have. It sucks.
3: <laughs> it is
1: uh, a large fish is yeah. is it's an
3: arduous task. Yeah, it, it is. If if it was a competition, well, for you everything's a competition. No, not everything. It is. It is. <laughs> but if you were in a competition and somebody else didn't have that and you did, you somebody might feel like you were cheating if it was a competition, but you're out there for your own enjoyment. That if you true. don't want to reel, don't reel. Push I agree. I am mean, not, I'm not hating you're, the idea of hitting the button and letting it hit. I understand. On the I, understand you I, I understand what you mean.
1: I understand what you mean that somebody may look at that and say, "That's, you know, here I am over here using my own lungs like a sucker, and uh, <laughs> you know, and Lucky's over there with a breathing machine. That's you, just not fair." You
3: take the guy who's 102 years old. He says, "All you should need is a compass, and you should know how long you run." And that's it. You know what? You are absolutely correct. He's right. When we come back to... Who got the most
1: praise at that crappie tournament uh, this past week that caught the, the biggest fish and won the tournament? Wasn't it the kid? The two guys that went out there with nothing but fly rods and cane poles. That's right. That's right. They got the highest praise.
2: Old school. Old school. That's how to do it.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick one, you guys. Hang on. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Dino hanging out with you on this blustery Saturday morning. We will be right back, okay? Okay.
3: Hi.
2: Hi.
1: Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince, Bell, and Dino. And on the phone, the other G, old school G, Mr. Gino himself, the man that I actually just spoke about on the radio. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you- talk about uh, well-thought-out plans made at 145 at Clancy's Bar parking lot. Uh,
2: <laughs> Clancy's <laughs> Bar. Good Lord. Good Lord.
1: After, uh, uh, I was going to say, after a blustery night of Alabama Slammers and uh, Clancy's Park Famous. Nards. And uh, Clancy's famous uh, brown gravy and potatoes. Man,
0: I tell you what, a buddy of mine, a guy I know from work, just brought that up the other day. Those Irish fries, man, they were good. Someone should copy those.
2: Oh, they were so good. I drive by there and I still look for that stupid sign every day.
1: You know, I, I have a lot of memories of uh, the original and now gone the wayside of Clancy's. Uh, many, many nights of of uh, waiting for my friends <laughs> you know Gino and Tom and everybody who would go and uh, I wasn't old enough and I remember when I turned 18 I was grandfathered in and I could get in I could go into Clancy's and, and it was it was uh it was quite the awakening but I it was a Clancy's night I think uh, when we made the decision oh, yeah, to go absolutely. run where we made it, Let's
0: go fishing, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you got to admit, it was probably one of the greatest times we've ever had. Seriously, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, the sea turtles out there, as big as Volkswagen's, the big male loggerheads that never come back to land. I mean, you know, you got there, you're gonna see something that you just never seen before in your life. I don't, about there a hundred times, you're still gonna see something that blows your mind. It's well, always you know?
2: different, yeah.
1: Gina's a little older than I am just by a couple of years, but. Uh, you know, he grew up, uh, you know, out here on the water, had a lot more years out, experience out around Weedon Island and inshore fishing. I, I never really experienced that far out before in my life. So for me, it was a wonderland to go out there and see that and to see what yeah. people were pulling up over the side. All you, di- all you did the whole time you there was like, what is that? What is that fish? What the hell is Look that thing? Look at the thing? colors on that thing. Yeah. What is that? That thing's a monster. It is, it is so cool
0: when you get out there.
1: And, and,
0: and Especially a razor fish. And people don't know it. Don't touch that thing, man. It's a razor fish.
2: Or how about the very first no. time you pull up a lizard fish?
0: Or a skipjack. Or wh- <laughs> You're that, like, uh, what uh, is that? Oh, yeah. Skipjack's a good
1: one. And I always love the ones that when somebody hooks like a robin or a toadfish or something and throws yeah. it on the deck and everybody on the boat's going, don't grab it! Don't touch that thing! You know, and you're like, what, I can't pick it up? No, don't touch that thing. Go ahead, lick it.
0: Just go ahead. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> or, or and then note? the
0: timeless arguments on the Gandy Bridge Cadillacs of whether you could eat a toadfish or not. <sighs>
1: yeah. Those were the days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the argument about electric reels, bring that up to a guy that just brought up about Four or five 45 to 60 pound amber jacks out of 200 foot of water.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ask yeah, you're right. On
0: that one.
2: <laughs> you're right.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, ask my little brother who uh, brought in four tarpon out of Boca Grande. And after the fourth one, he just literally fell back in the seat and went, That's it. I'm done. I am done. <laughs> I, don't want I guess
0: it's bad form to use them on tarpon, but it's completely fair to use them on amberjacks.
1: Sure, yeah, so. or grouper down way down on the bottom. I mean, it, yeah. is a, it is That's its it is—it wipes grouper. you out. I yeah. mean, I get it. You're it right, does. Man,
0: those Elmo lips—that was red grouper candy, wasn't
1: it? Oh yeah, yeah. Those things—they loved them. Have uh, you ever used I mean, lizards?
0: two-inch Elmo lips? You'd get a twenty-pound grouper. It's unbelievable. They love this.
1: How do, how do you pronounce that name? Is it Ma? Mo- I think it's Mohara, but it's Elmo
2: lips, man. Have you guys you ever grew used? Grew
1: up on Tappy's by It's an
2: Elmo lips. Have you ever used a lizard fish for? It's like crack for grouper. Nah, no, no. Oh no. my I've god, I've used it's... them for. I've
1: used them for kingfish and snook. Yeah, I've, I've, used, I've them used them for, it for kings too. On the beach, if you're, uh... oh, dang, I almost gave my spot. If you're in a certain <laughs> area that I know of, they're very. Uh, lizard fish are very popular with the snook on that sandy bottoms. They, when they go and hunt out there, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. Yeah, this you took me there. Shut up. So anyway, yeah, well, cut
0: mullet works pretty good too, but nobody ever told you that.
1: No, I thought you were the new Pompano King these days, Gene.
0: I haven't been fishing in a while, man. Uh, been a rough year; had some medical stuff, but I got to get back out there. It's too long gone cold right now, but I, I'll be. I'm quite content to fish for pompano. They're a lot of fun, and I don't know if there's a better fish in the Gulf of Mexico. I kind of doubt it.
1: Red snapper is my favorite. You know uh, that? I'm sorry, yeah, red hogfish. Hogfish is really delicious. Hog snappers way up there too. Yeah. And my third yeah. and my third unlikely uh candidate, I have to say and admit, is probably going to have to be lionfish.
2: That is they are really good to eat. Yeah, when they're da- good raw.
1: When David Doble did his little thing up at Tampa Bay Brewing Company and he brought in like ninety pounds of it <laughs> yeah. and they fried and cooked them up, I was just like, Oh, how are we not just emptying the oceans of these things? Were you
2: with me when we went to the one for Guy Harvey? Were you with me on that one? No, when no, they when they brought there. all uh, T- Teresa was there. Yeah, I from there. Uh, Jim's dive shop. No, so we were we were doing it, and the guys were you know filleting all the fish to cook, and I looked at the guy filleting. I'm like, you ever try it raw? No, dude, you'll do it with me. I'm like, yeah, come on, do
1: it with me. What are you like shooting heroin <laughs> with? <What is laughs> like,
2: I'll do it if you do it. I'm like, cut it up, man. Let's go. Peer pressure to eat <laughs> eat lionfish. Like, let's do it. I'll tell you what, it's it, not uh, Fuku it's,
1: or something. It is
2: really, really good.
1: It is. Oh, raw. It's really, now, really good. Apparently, according to our good friend Tom Free, uh, Teresa Hathaway from uh, uh, the dive shop makes the best lionfish fish spread on the entire planet.
0: Really. Yes. If they're dead, can they not sting you anymore? Yes, they can. The poison's yeah. in the spine. Yeah. So you got to handle them with kid gloves, regardless. It's huh? like a yeah.
1: catfish, man. You don't ever mess with a catfish, dead or alive.
2: I mean, if you can do it underwater, if you're you know if you're under and you're diving, you can cut them underwater, cut them off. But if not, they have the uh, the line fish catcher. I forget what it's called. Where you stuff the them zoo, in the, tube. the zoo, zoo tube. Yeah, zoo tube.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I'll tell you what, guys. There's a guy on YouTube. You ever seen him, Team Headhunter?
2: I've heard of him, but I haven't seen it.
0: He's out of Hudson. Everywhere he goes, I'm amazed that he's in 200 feet of water, and it's just covered up with lionfish. Everywhere he goes, it's just amazing. We hear that all the
1: time, man. I mean, uh, our good friend, uh, you know, uh, Bill Hardman, that owns Aquatic Obsessions, all that stuff. They tell you most of the recreational, and even Bill will tell you this, that most of the recreational guys keep – Anywhere between thirty and sixty, pretty much clean. I mean, you'll find them every once in a while, but uh, the recreational people—that's their, you know, their their depth diving depth. You know, for most right, wrecks.
2: right? Have a going hundred.
1: He's going out there, 150, 200, yeah, uh, 200 <laughs> feet, and he's like, "You go down there and you find a wreck, and there's these monster goliath grouper, and everything is covered with lionfish, and because no, nobody it, goes out, out there." This
0: guy's video, mm-hmm. Team Headhunter, and he's I'll, putting I'll one up every week or two. And it's just amazing these deep water wrecks; they're just covered with lionfish. He says you can't reach in a hole because it could be a lionfish in there. You and, know, just...
1: and you know the uh, how long does it? Noah has been evaluating that lionfish trap that that guy invented that catches nothing but lionfish. It's
2: been what like? 10 it's got to be at now? least
1: uh, no, it's got to be about three, two, three yeah. years that they've been evaluating uh, how, yeah. how functional and how they work, and the things work miraculously. It is the greatest thing ever. You know what it looks like, Gene? It looks like uh, one of the old pyramid traps that you would use for crabs.
2: Oh, the old school ones.
1: But in the middle, there's almost like a a bare Christmas tree. It almost looks like it's made out of popsicles where you have these paddles that stick out. And when you put it out there in deep water, it's now an attractant. The lionfish get up uh, uh, next to,
2: and they get caught up, and they it.
1: hang on. And lionfish do not move when you go and try to molest them; they just flare out. You know, like you know, come mess with me, bro. Yeah. But so when the sides start coming up, other fish that may be around it, they dart off. But the lionfish stay there, and they pull them up to the top, and they're full of lionfish. I it's think, a well, lionfish you know,
0: trap. If a couple porgies get caught in there, I think I could live with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so.
2: We need to open up like the lion shack. It just serve nothing but lionfish.
1: I don't, I don't know how to it get. really is good, huh? It, it is, Gino.
2: You got to try it. It you is know, amazing.
1: I, I, I'll give you this: if you got nothing to do on the next, because uh, they did it last year and the year before at the St. Pete Open, uh, they bring in a lot of lionfish and they'll clean have. them right there for you. And there was a guy there last year. Or year before that was actually frying them up I right was there. A year, year before, so you could we try it
0: every year, Braden. Remember?
1: Yeah, and 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 um, he was frying them up so people could say, "Hey, look, taste this. You'll see it's delicious." And get your butt out there and start killing all. It's these almost things. like
2: a crossbreed of like a sweet lobster with grouper kind of texture. I, I, but I don't it's don't know. flaky it's like so crappie, right? Yeah, and it's it, so good.
1: Yeah, it is really good. So get out there, Gene, go kill some.
0: Well, I'll eat some. (laughs)
2: I'll tell you what, man. When it gets warm, I want to go fishing with you and Gino. I think that'd be fun. Oh, my gosh. That would be fun. Well, you
0: know, Brayden, it's funny. You talk about carrying your your tackle box and crap. You carry everything I used to carry was stuck in my ball cap. I had about seven different things in my ball cap. (laughs) Yep. I had a freshwater ball cap and a saltwater ball cap.
1: Well, I I think that people don't realize that, that I, you know, when I say that, you know, when you and I and Tom and everybody else used to jump in the old, uh, you know, Sears Gamefisher or whatever and head out, our tackle boxes were our baseball caps. You would put, you know, a gold spoon or a silver spoon yeah. or a couple of mirror lures and, you'd, you know, a trucker style hat. And you could just stick them in there and. And uh, we would go out for the day. Never bring a bottle of water. Never. <laughs> I was just
0: saying we never bring water.
1: You'd never bring a bottle of water. Nothing to drink. Nothing to eat. Nothing to do. And then he would just go and spend sixteen hours. Until nine o'clock on a Saturday or a, on a summer night, and, uh, and and that's all you would do is just sit out there and fish.
0: All I could think I kept us out of a lot of trouble,
3: man. Yeah. You know? All I could think of is y'all flying along in the boat, and somebody's hat go to fly off their head. Do you reach to try and grab <laughs> it? You or stop you what you're just, doing, <laughs> or do you just let it go and circle back?
1: No, but you definitely turn the boat around because that's your tackle box floating away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you turn
0: the boat around. It's yeah,
3: boat no Old Buccaneer's
0: hat or something. A, yeah, orange one, of course.
1: Yeah, immediately uh, turned the boat around. Turn it around, man! I just put that brand new lure on there. That would cost me six bucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I, dude, I, that. I mean, we could have grown up a lot worse places. You know what I mean?
1: That is true, man. And the
0: it, that old bass lake over there and that thing, it's all like infilled now. Is it really? Well, they trunched all the way around it. I imagine that that deep hole was part of all the lakes there, but... Uh,
1: you're talking. Man, about... There
0: was snapping turtles in there. There was everything in there. Yeah, there was. It was every a ton. species of bluegill. And you're right. You can just throw a bass, a worm out there, let it roll, or even let it sit on the bottom. The bass would swim by wiggle, its tail would wiggle and they'd
2: hit it. I'm you sure know? you'd pull some monsters out of there, too. That was
1: a great lake because it was a secret spot. Nobody but, you know, all the neighborhood kids and everybody knew about and it. The and the stew was
0: bombs that used to live over there. <coughs> oh, I
1: forgot all about those guys. They would go and dig through uh, Nagy's uh, dumpsters. Uh, they ate good. They ate good. That was fine cuisine at that restaurant. Four months bro. a year. <laughs> <open>. You're terrible. <laughs> That's right. They had that little camp over there by the little end of the canal there.
0: Yep.
1: Oh my yep. gosh. Memories. Oh, Lee, I'll tell you. From the corners of my mind. And the sad part
2: is, kids today won't have these conversations twenty years down the road.
1: I know. Well, Gene, thanks, man. Thanks for the memories. All right, buddy. Let's go do it, it again. Man. Once Vince gets his boat done, let's go out, and go tear up his boat.
3: Hundred miles yeah, out.
1: Yeah, sounds good. All right, I bet. Let's do it. All right, we're see gonna. Sounds take... like a plan, guys. All right, see you, Gene. All right, hour number two is right around the corner. You wanna get into the gator hunt next hour, Bill George? Are you oh, scared? Don't. I'm not scared. Ah, you look scared. All right, we're gonna talk about Bill's big adventure next when we come back. It is the big and wild outdoors.